0: Welcome to Chat NDT with AST, a podcast from the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. I'm Debbie Segor, the host of the podcast. Stephanie Rank is a certified professional career coach and a certified professional resume writer through the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Coaches. She is also vice president of the International Coaching Federation High Country chapter and a member of the Idaho Career Development Association. Stephanie holds an MBA from the Northwest Nazarene University and a Bachelor of Business Administration in Business Management from Boise State University. Vera Savani-Hughes is also a certified professional resume writer and a member of the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Coaches. She is a member of the Idaho Career Development Association and the International Coaching Federation High Country Chapter. Vera holds a Bachelor of Arts in Organization Communication from the University of South Florida. So what is your assessment of the state of of looking for technical jobs now? Do you think that um, more companies are
1: hiring? What I would say is that right now, um, at we're experiencing a labor shortage across the nation uh, and and roles like that are coming back um, in full force. Uh, but at the same time, there are so many challenges to job searching. Do you have the right resume format? Do you understand how the applicant tracking systems are working to grade your resume according to the job post? Um, are you networking correctly? Because even though the pandemic affected the workforce Um, There are so many more jobs coming up now, but you still have to be prepared with your resume portfolio to actually show up on digital platforms.
0: Now, I know that you use the acronym ATS. Can Mm -hmm. you say what that is, that means.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is one of the main things we always um, bring up in our webinars and just anytime we're, we're talking to potential clients, um, ATS is, is, it stands for Applicant Tracking System. So it's an actual software that about 98% of Fortune 500 companies utilize. Um, and now it's something we, we really can't get away from, really. Um, and I always say, right, uh, we always think, oh, grading, that's something that, you know, back in college. And, but no, that's actually how we get graded as adults, right, in our careers, no matter where we are in our path currently. Um, because what it does is that it helps hiring professionals tell from the software it tells them okay are this, is, are these a matching rate does it what rate does this professional whoever uploaded their resume um it actually gives them a matching or non-matching rate and so something like 78% uh, 73 78% of qualified candidates a lot of times their resumes are even tossed or you know they're not looked at because these these softwares say that they're not qualified because they don't have that keyword optimization they don't have the what we call that buzzword bank um, whether it's in their core competency skills um, throughout their resume right just kind of stating their case um, and proving it Right. And a lot of times it is by having those keywords that that job posting um, is really referring to. They're looking for a certain candidate and they go through the process. And that's why we always tell our clients and we tell just folks in general when we're, you know, when we're educating um, through webinars and and phone calls and um, any platform, we always say, make sure that you really read those job postings because they're there for a reason. They tell you what kind of candidate they're looking for. And those buzzwords, if they are not on your resume me, that's where we run into those
0: potential roadblocks. So when you talk about keywords, those are the keywords that are in the job description.
2: Correct. Correct. And uh, of course, the um, the industry lingo, right? We need to know like, you know, verbiage that's used, you know, per, you know, that's industry specific that needs to be because a lot of times that is on the job posting as well. Um, and so knowing, knowing that that's very important to do that research and put in that TLC. Um, and even when we create resumes um, for, uh, for clients and uh, we always tell them, you still want, this is a blueprint, right? And if you have have a wonderful, strong, solid core competency skills. However, it changes a little bit. You know, if you look at a job posting, you're like, "Oh, this one says attention to detail, where the other one says detail oriented." Right? Same thing, but they're wording it different. And if you can tweak that, um, all of a sudden, you just have a better match because it's literally the buzzword or the keyword that they're using in that in that job posting. No matter what industry we're in, it's very important that you know through LinkedIn we're researching what are they saying is that on my resume is that on my LinkedIn are those are are, is our LinkedIn also optimized right and um, because that is also how recruiters find
0: us you mentioned LinkedIn is that the number one site that recruiters are going to to find prospective employees if they have a job opening
1: absolutely Uh, We've actually learned that 87% of recruiters uh, from last year, 2020, are using that platform to source candidates. So they are literally putting in a search query with certain filters, back to what Vera was saying about buzzwords, and looking for candidates. Um, So you want to make sure that you're following the all-star requirements that LinkedIn has. It's a little, um, basically a checklist right there on your profile, and it's asking you to fill out Certain fields to become an all star. And then from there, you can add more materials. LinkedIn is a wonderful platform where resumes tend to be restricted to one to two pages. LinkedIn, you can go all out. You can add so many, much more information hyperlinks, articles on top of publications and organizations and all of this information that you may not be able to fit on your resume. Um, and then that way when the recruiter uses it to search for you you just show up and it's your online resume
0: so can you explain a little bit more about the all-star components
2: absolutely Um, so there's some basics that need to be on your profile in order to achieve that all-star status Um, first and foremost we need a picture Uh, You know, if you want to be an all-star, you absolutely need a photo. And we always say it very much matters what photo you choose. We always say a headshot photo, nice and clean, thinking about, okay, how would you show up to you know, to an interview potentially, right. Or how do you show up as a professional? What do you, what would you normally wear? You want to, that's the kind of photo you want to be dressed the part um, and you want something nice and simple. And it does not have to be professionally taken. That's another thing we always tell um, our clients is it doesn't, you don't have to go out and actually even, but you it definitely not a selfie, right. That's something we want to stay away from, but just even having someone that, you know, can take a, a decent photo and telling them, Hey, you know, go ahead and take a photo of me. You have a nice, clean, solid background, right? Not too, too much, we don't want too much busy um, like artwork or anything like that in the background as you just want something um, very simple. Um, if you're doing it indoors, we always say, just a nice light background if you can. Um, and then also outside, that's another one. Um, both, you know, both Stephanie and I, we have our, our profile photo was taken outdoors. It was great lighting. Um, so that's another option, right? As long as the lighting is, is, is good. It's right. Um, and then it's just, we always say from, you know, shoulders up, right? You want it close up. You don't want it far away and smile, right? That's huge. We always hear from hiring professionals, staffing agencies, like it's so important that the Is smiling. Um, And also, another thing that we've learned also from potential employers is that they, depending on the photo you choose, it's very much, they also see like a self awareness factor as well. So that's something to keep in mind. So that's first and foremost. Um, Having, you know, your industry on your profile is very important that you have what industry are you in, um, making sure you have that as part of your profile, Um, the about section. So your about section. You need to fill, fill it out. Um, We always say first person is the way to go with that. Um, Be just treat it almost like, like you would a cover letter in a sense, but you get to be a little bit more, um, I guess you can say like holistic about it, right? In the sense that you're really showing, this is who I am. This is who, um, what I've brought to the table My, you know, as a professional, really speaking to um, what's your value? What value do do you bring to the table? Um, And so what are you, what's your expertise? What do you specialize in? You want to add all of that in your about section, because again, they're giving, you're giving them a glimpse into, are you that possible solution for them? And um, so that has to be in there, the experience. Absolutely, having every job role, um, making sure that you have the consistency, having the the years, making sure that it's correct. You know, every um, every job organization, right? And if you can find an icon to go along with the organization, um, that's great, just because visually it looks a lot nicer on the profile. But sometimes, or, or, you know, companies won't have um, like an icon or a photo that goes along with that. And that's okay too. Um, and then of course, filling it out. You want to fill out some information, uh, very much, you know, focusing on achievements, um, same how you would on your, on your resume. You want it to mirror what you post on your LinkedIn profile. Education, any, any degrees that you have, any certifications, all of that should be on your LinkedIn skills. There's a skills section. Um, as long as you have at least five on the skills section, that gets you to an all-star status. And here's the interesting thing is you can have all of these sections put in place. But if you don't have enough connections, that also can sometimes be a little bit of a speed bump. So you want to make sure, get everything nice and crisp on your LinkedIn profile, and then you want to have 30 connections. And we always say to people, you know, the easiest way to start connecting is past colleagues, friends and family, just anyone that you know would be great to network with that also could potentially um, be that person that connects you to the right person. Right or the job, the uh, job role. It might not be a lot of times. That's how ne- the magic of networking um, is all about you. When the person you least expect from someone in the past goes, "Hey, oh, I see you're open to you're you're open to working and you're in this field. I actually know this person. Would you like me to connect you?" Um, and then your zip code is very very important. Um, sometimes a lot a lot of times. We see that people don't have their zip code and actually that what happens is that then on the radar with recruiters, it's hard for them to to find you because they don't even know you're in the area. So having those sections will get you to the all-star level. Picture, industry, the about section, your experience, education, skills, at least five, 30 connections, and your zip code.
1: And I will add to that with the experience section. Uh, what Veer is referring to with the icons, um, there are company pages that somebody from the company runs. And so they will upload the information on the company and they also include a logo. And this is very important to connect to the right company for the job seeker because of privacy settings. If I type in uh, my local university, Boise State University, and I don't connect it, And then I start looking for a job using these recruiter um, job preferences, the fields that are available. A recruiter from Boise State could see me on their search query, even though I work there, because I didn't connect to the page. If you connect to the page appropriately, that logo should show up, and then that recruiter cannot see me because of the privacy settings that LinkedIn tries to enforce on the recruiter platform. So very very much verify that you are connecting with the correct company. There's a drop-down menu. You can start typing in the company name, the drop-down menu will show up, and then you can click on that company page. So it'll look very nice with the, the logo, the icon on your profile as well as keeping you private when it comes to the recruiter from your current company searching for candidates. You should not show up when they're searching for candidates because you're connected correctly.
0: So how do recruiters find the job seeker and how do recruiters use LinkedIn?
2: They use a talent solutions platform, uh, which basically uh, they get to set filters to search LinkedIn members however they choose. Um, And so a lot of times really what they're looking for are those keywords. So the industry specific keywords, um, they have filters for the skills, right? So again, it's so important, not only that we focus on, okay, what's on our headline and what keywords Slash buzzwords on our headline, but also what skills are we advertising to recruiters? Um, Making sure that we definitely, if that we, what we want to do on our profile is also pin the top three that we want to highlight for anyone that clicks on our profile. And so, that's another great feature that LinkedIn has is that it you're able to pin the top 3 so anybody who clicks on it including recruiters that's the first thing they see on your skill set um and so that's pretty much it depends per recruiter what they're looking for and it's you know depending on industry also job roles but that's pretty much how they do so they actually have their very own platform um and which we know is is actually something that um is it's not they pay for it every month um it's not cheap for recruiters to be on linkedin and it's it's one of those that, but they know how valuable. There's so much value um, because if everybody, if you're using it correctly and you have and you've optimized your profile, then there you are, right? And they can actually—that's when they message you, um, and you can decide to, you know, message back, link, link up, which we always tell people absolutely, right? If a recruiter reaches out, you at least, um, you at least want to know what they have to say.
0: So then, how do uh job seekers find those recruiters?
1: This is my favorite part about LinkedIn. Regardless of it being an online resume, it's a great platform to research companies and their employees that are connected correctly. So when you want to find recruiters, the best thing you can do is go to the search box and put in the company name. And then from there, there's a couple of tabs you can uh, go through, so the about, jobs, people, posts, anything that they have on there. But you go to people. So search for the company, then to the people tab. And from there, you're going to see some dashboards on where they are located. Uh, You can search by title. You can just browse through those, those employees. To Vera's point, recruiters are on there. They want to be found. So you can search by title. So I've seen recruiter, headhunter, which isn't as popular anymore. I'm seeing a lot of talent acquisition specialists or talent acquisition coordinators, uh, HR business partner, HR generalist, HR specialist, uh, do research some different titles just because depending on the size of the company, uh, the recruiter might actually be an HR specialist doing the recruiting.
0: Now, do the recruiters want you to reach out to them directly?
1: Uh, Absolutely, it's just the timing. If you, so recruiters are inundated with job postings right now. So if you're going to reach out, we highly recommend
2: you do after you have applied for the job.
0: So how do job seekers find jobs on LinkedIn?
2: At this point, it's, it's such a, it's, it's really the spot to look for jobs. Um, And the way you do so is you click on the main page and you'll see a suitcase icon that says jobs, you click on that suitcase and it brings you to an amazing portal. It really begins such a fun journey. Um, We see people go from, oh, I don't really know if LinkedIn, I mean, do I really need it, right? We hear that time and time again to, Oh my goodness, I am on there every day (laughs) and I'm searching for jobs because it's so easy. It's so, um, it, it really is the easiest, most comprehensive place to look for jobs. Um, It has, it's all you do is you look for the title, the title or titles that you're interested in searching for. um, And then you can choose the state or the city. Um, If you, you know, if you're kind of open to remote jobs and want to look just USA, um, absolutely, you can do that as well. Um, So as long as you have those, uh, those key elements, then you just click away. Press enter and you will just see your screen um, pop up with all these opportunities, all these different organizations. And what's so wonderful and gets us really excited about LinkedIn as a as a job search tool um, is that the because There's most hiring professionals and recruiters are on LinkedIn. Not only do you get a glimpse of the organization by first and foremost, we always say you have to follow any organization you're interested in. But then because you get to search who works there, a lot of times too, what happens is that when you're in that portal, that portion, the jobs portion, um, you actually can see who is that direct person that you can communicate with once you've applied. Because, like Stephanie had mentioned, very important to apply first and then reach out and communicate. Um, however, when you once you've done that, a lot of times that person is no lo- is not even a mystery, and so you can just reach out to them, send them that note, letting them know you've applied. And um, and, and another great thing um, wanted to mention is that on the back end, you can actually upload your resume on LinkedIn so that you have it there always, just ready to send. And that's that's why it's just so um, it's it's a no brainer that LinkedIn is really the place where everybody everybody that's no matter where you are at what level you're at in your career if you're at all thinking about searching for a job you need to be on there.
0: How do I maintain my network online? So you said just to have at least a minimum of thirty. Is that what you're reference talking about?
1: Yeah, there's a couple different pieces. So. Back to that all-star checklist, it will go through certain pieces, and then there's two, two or three hidden fields. The industry on your profile needs to be selected, uh, your zip code, and then you have to have 30 connections. It'll say you're an all-star, but we've learned the algorithms don't actually kick in until you also have those three features. So you do need at least a minimum of 30 connections. The more you have, the more visible you become. Uh, Now, it's not a race to have the most connections, but the way to become even more visible is because we recommend getting online once a month and posting, commenting on other folks' posts, wishing them congratulations or happy anniversary. Uh, Those notifications will sometimes come through. Again, if you don't want that to show, you can check your privacy settings and uncheck those items. But for the most part, I think most folks just Keep it as is. And so, just commenting on posts, maybe sharing industry news, that is going to raise the bar. Uh, If you're a business owner, there's even more that we could do to to raise your visibility online as well. And it's the same for job seekers and and candidates. Um, So, maintaining your network, it's just going online and being active. uh, Vera mentioned this earlier, we've had a lot of candidates, or I'm sorry, clients come in and they're just like, ah, social media. This is just different. It's not Instagram. It's not Facebook. It's not TikTok. (laughs) This is very much a professional profile. And ideally, your connections and you yourself are posting relevant information. Most of the time, it's just employees sharing information about their employer, their organization, what's happening. They're super proud of something. So they're sharing some article that was posted. Um, Those are things you can do to remain visible.
2: No, I, I just, I also, I wanted to mention, yeah, the hashtags are always really fun Mm. as well. Um, Having just a nice amount of tags that are, um, that, that align with that job posting. Whatever the focus is, right? That you know, oh, probably audiences, you know, putting non-destructive on there, putting, you know, any specific uh, industry titles, right, or or keywords that. Um, that way it shows up on those, anybody who's looking for those keywords um, on LinkedIn, then all of a sudden that post, especially if you have it public and um, you know, easily accessible, then that also shows up. And then potentially that's how other, um, other folks that are not even aware of, let's say the association um, or for example, our business page, then all of a sudden we're visible to them as well. And they're like, oh, never heard of, you know, never heard of this association, never heard of this business. Oh, and then all of a sudden you have new attraction, new people clicking um, and possibly following the page. So that's another really fun thing is just really like what type of tags are you um, are you putting on each posting to really, you know, to gain, um, increase the outreach.
1: Right now, there's a lot of hashtag hire now or ready to hire. Uh, this these can be interesting if if you're posting to find a role. So say you've been laid off. It is absolutely okay to go all out with the members and say, hey, I'm looking for a role because networking is huge. Uh, It's gone up actually. So before the pandemic, 80% of jobs were filled through networking. It's gone up to 85% of jobs are filled through networking. So there is no shame in saying, hey, got laid off. I need a role, especially now because layoffs have been so frequent. It has slowed down quite a bit, but in 2020, we were hearing about layoffs all the time. So saying you're open to work, hashtag open to work, hashtag job seeker, that's okay. If you're using the hashtags to just maintain your visibility because you are employed and you're just wanting to make sure you're online and visible, um, hashtagging the, and and there is an auto fill. I should back up. As soon as you start typing, it's going to start suggesting things to you and you can use those suggestions. So hashtag quality assurance, that could work so i would just recommend playing around with that and then seeing as you type in letters and words what comes up and then you can figure out you know what sounds fun to you or what actually works and if you're following hashtags which ones do you prefer to follow because then you can start adding it Uh, keep in mind too if an organization is making a post they have a social media specialist most likely posting so the hashtags are already there this is just more if you want to add something to your original post or if you want to add some more hashtags to the shared po- the post
0: that you're sharing as a job seeker do i need to post all the time what should i be posting about so if i am looking for a job within the non-destructive testing field um what is your suggestion
2: that's a good question and no you do not need, you don't need to be um posting all of the time. Um, For us, you know, we're, we're business owners. And so a little bit, we we like to have a little bit more of that engagement um, and to, to try to stay visible. However, you just, as long as you're getting on there every so often to, to appear, right? In, on their homepage, on people's homepages. That's really what's important. And so, and a lot of times it's the quality, not ver, not so much the quantity, right? So um, if you, one thing to do, and it's also just kind of nice to know, oh, let me let me stay relevant, up to date on my industry, what's going on out there. Um, and just see, let's say if there's any articles, right? Like anything that has to do with non-destructive testing um, and just all of the various fields that are a part of that. Um, how about if you just look that up and if there's any articles out there, that's just seem interesting that, are that you know is relevant to your fellow colleagues that's something people love um and so you can just literally grab that url put that on your as your post and maybe like stephanie was saying you don't have to put a whole paragraph Um, stephanie and i uh, we have different uh you know know, we have different approaches ourselves on how we like to post but it all of that matters is that you're posting and so you know here you are sharing value to fellow colleagues something that they're probably going to be in intrigued by and but but you're also showing up all of a sudden you're on people's home pages and so you know we always say, "What's your motivational action plan, right? What's your map?" And part of that is how much time are you putting in, especially if you are actively job searching. Um, that goes into that, right? So not only clicking on that suitcase icon, but also okay, saying maybe maybe this this day of the week, you know, whether it's once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, um, but that you tell yourself, "I am going to post every once in a while, just so that I can." You know, I can pop up on on the homepage. Um, And then the nice thing is, is that um, if you do, if you're active, all of a sudden that shows up also on your page. Um, So when recruiters or potential hiring professionals, they click on your profile, they can actually see the activities that you've participated in.
0: That is nice to know that it's easy, even if you're not creating your own information that you can still get value by sharing content. And I do see that with a lot of our members is that they're sharing articles and they're definitely sending out a lot of kudos for job changes or job promotions. And I also think see a lot of our members promoting themselves. We have a lot of younger members getting really interesting uh, new jobs or that they're interning somewhere. And so they're posting that. um, and, And I think that really raises their visibility as you you see them networking within LinkedIn.
2: Right. Right. And something interesting that kind of comes along because I, I couldn't help it, right? Visually, I'm like, okay, hiring professional clicks on your profile. They see your activity. Um, in that same general area, what's really nice, um, Debbie, is that they have a section actually called the featured section. Um, and that's something that um, anyone who's listening you know, to the podcast, if there's, if there's anything that you've actually done yourself, any projects that you that you have been a part of, anything that you've created that you're just proud of, right? That's actually a section you can add to your LinkedIn profile where you can attach whether it's a photo, you know, a PDF um, of something that you've accomplished. Um, sometimes it's a URL right? Um, For ourselves, Stephanie and I, anytime we create a blog, we absolutely feature it on that feature section. Um, Anytime that we are a part of another, you know, for example, there's a magazine that we have been, we've been featured in, we'll add that URL. And then what's really nice is that all of a sudden that gives people also a little more insight into what you're capable of, what's your value, what you
0: bring to the table. Because we do have a lot of our members that will, they've earned certifications they're learning them all the time. And so I think highlighting that I do see folks that they actually will um, take a picture of their certificate. One, if they pass an exam and they earn their certification, they're very proud of it and they'll post their certificate as a way to promote. Um, the achievement. So I can definitely see that our members uh, using that feature section in order to post about their um, achievement. And also a lot of our members, they're doing inspections on things that are very well known on, on buildings and um, from like building stadiums and doing the inspections on new stadiums to, uh, I think we had an inspect, with some of our members in the past have done inspections on the Liberty Bell to the Washington Monument. So I think maybe, would you say posting a picture about that? Is that part of the feature? Or are you really more talking about the URL?
2: Well, no, absolutely. Anything that they are proud of, that they see as an achievement or accomplishment, that would be relevant to the to the recruiter or the hiring professional, that would matter, right? It is, it's almost like proving your case in a way. Like, hey, here I'm stating that I'm doing this um, in the about section and in the job descriptions, but these are actual photos of what I what I do. Absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. Those are proud moments, right? And so anytime that you can add something to that, a photo is absolutely um, something credible. And what's nice is that then you get to actually type in a little something about what what is this photo? What
0: is this accomplishment? Why does it matter to be on LinkedIn? And what would you say to anyone that doesn't have a LinkedIn profile? The first thing
2: Ninety-four um, percent uh, of recruiters and hiring professionals, the first thing that they do once they receive your resume is that they look you up online, and if what if what pops up is LinkedIn, all of a sudden there it just how much more professional, right? Rather than it being your Facebook or Instagram, um, it's actually a, a, a uh, your professional um, photo, and the beauty of that then as well is that they're already intrigued. Right. So they're looking you up. And if your LinkedIn is keyword optimized, really showcases everything that you're saying that you're capable of on your on your resume, all of a sudden you're proving your case even more so. And and then it becomes that ticket to get that phone call for that interview. Um, and so since everything is computers these days, right, um, it, what better what better way to communicate to the world who you are and where you are currently in your career path? Um, and let me so, add to that, Vera, that absolutely. there's a point where if you have
1: your profile decked out, it's very targeted, recruiters can find you. Wouldn't it be nice if a recruiter reaches out to you, they're super interested, they ask you to apply, and you land that job, And you didn't have to do any of the legwork and we've seen that happen time and time again at all levels in all industries if your resume is on your linkedin if your linkedin is mirroring your resume people can find you and they're interested they want you to apply and it's it's just a nice passive way to job search and land a (laughs) role
0: absolutely oh
1: yes and
0: circling back to the photo we talked about that in the beginning What about keeping your photo up to date? Because you can take a good picture and then it now it's 10 years later. How often should someone be updating their photo? I love this one.
2: (laughs) Right. I I knew it. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to let you have that one, Stephanie. (laughs) Because you love that one.
1: So it's interesting. The recruiter gets to know you through your photo right? So I have curly brown hair um, and I usually am not wearing glasses because of the glare that happens. Uh, But if I walk into an interview and suddenly my hair is straight and I'm blonde and I'm wearing thick rimmed glasses, I'm a different person. And there's a bit of a disconnect. It just naturally happens even though we don't mean it. So you do want to keep your, your profiles Pictures similar. Now, granted, I'm going to straighten my hair. It's not that big of a change, but if, if you've colored your hair, if your hair has gone gray or white drastically, if you know, you're wearing, you have a beard and then you shave it, whatever it is, you do want to mirror your photo because that person has engaged with you and that's what they're picturing. And when you walk into that interview, or if you sign into zoom or Microsoft teams for your video interview, You're a different person and it throws just a wrench like it's they know who you are. They're super excited. But why would you disrupt that engagement that you've already had, even if it's just been email or messaging or
0: over the phone? So let's talk about age discrimination. And I know that we were talking about um, photos so you want to keep
1: your photo as current as possible because of that engagement with the hiring uh, professional, the interviewer, during when you meet face to face. However, age discrimination is real. Uh, so there are things with your profile that we want to double check, not just the photo, right? Keep that photo accurate. Uh, it is up to you on if you want to dye your hair, if you have some gray, or how you want to present yourself online. That that really has to be a personal choice. But as far as your experience, uh, we only focus on 10 to 15 years on the resume. We recommend maybe going as far as 2000 on your profile. Anything older than that, we start to worry about your age. And because of the pandemic, employers are more concerned about our elderly workforce. So maybe you're close to retiring, or maybe you're just done with everything that's been happening in the past year and a half. So there's only so much we can do, and we do our best to coach our clients that are job searching on how to present themselves. But half the battle is make sure the photo is appropriate. It is who you are. Don't be a different person when you walk into the door for an interview. But at the same time, look at your content. Look at how much you're showing and does it help you to show 30 years of experience? Maybe it's better to only focus on the last 20.
0: So what's a weak profile
1: headliner versus a strong one? So this is a fun way to upgrade your profile. It naturally auto-populates the title that you currently have in your first, your current role and the company that you work for. So mine would be, for an example, career coach at Idaho Next Steps Coaching. Uh, the upgrade, how to make it stronger, would be to say something like, a career coach helping clients land a job with confidence. Um, Another example is I recently worked with a plant manager, so I'm I'm switching up some of this information, but plant manager at Simplot, that's the auto-populated feature, very boring, very weak. But saying focuses on continuous process improvements to enhance production efficiencies, that's a strong headline. Why do I need recommendations
0: on LinkedIn?
2: they are a good to have really. I mean, it's just so recommendation. It's just, it's almost, it's almost like what Google reviews are for us in a sense, right? People want to know, okay, great. This looks sharp, right? You've got all your sections in there. Um, and you're telling me what you bring to the table. However, we want to know, okay, like what, what are others possibly saying about you? Past colleagues, people you've worked with, um, current, colleagues. Um, for us, it's clients, right? Any clients that we always, we, we love when they, when they give us a recommendation because it gives people an understanding of what you're saying and actually it's proving it to them by someone else saying that you are that, you are that way, you are, that's how you show up as a professional. Um, and so again, it's just, it's more of that interpersonal connection to the hiring professional, to the recruiters, um, that's, it's an added bonus. So you don't have to have it, but it's definitely something that stands out. We always, it, no matter what client we have, even if, even if their sections are, you know, we know we can tweak and we always, we always find something like, Oh, okay, we're going to add this or, you know, let's, let's optimize this a little bit more. But anytime that we see someone with recommendations, all of a sudden it takes them up a notch.
0: Well thank you so much, both of you, for your time. I really appreciate you speaking with me and for joining me on Chat NDT with AST. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Chat NDT with ASNT. For more information about our organization. Please visit our website at asnt.org. You can also connect with us on social media at asntinfo on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. ChatNDT with ASNT is copyrighted by the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing, ASNT, creating a safer world.